Off the Groove with Scotty Dubler. Friday, June 4th, 2021, episode number 188. I like big, even numbers. I didn't think that's what you were going to say at all. I thought you were going somewhere else with that. Big, even numbers. Um, Sure. 88. I was trying to... No, 188. I know. 188. I was looking up 188. Didn't find nothing exciting that I liked. Yeah. Google failed me on 188. What's up, Carter? How are you, Scotty? Great. That's good. No, it's great. Did you have a good weekend at Pala? I did. It was very short-lived for me. I don't even... It was feels, feels like a dream. Mostly because I didn't sleep. But you got paid. I did. Well, I haven't gotten paid yet, I wish but I, I got, will get paid. Well, I wish I got paid in my dreams. Mm, that's a good point. Yeah. Chicago seemed a little bit like a dream. It seemed like a good, not good night of racing up there. It was It was crazy. So yeah. I got there Thursday because uh, I was supposed to do Steve's race on Friday, that which got rained out. And I don't like saying the R word at the track, but we can do that here on the podcast. But mm-hmm. it rained out. But they called it early enough to some of the people stopped and, and went the other direction, which was good. The place did hold a lot of water because as of Friday night, I sure didn't think we were racing at all. Yeah. Got there Saturday morning. They'd already had it turned up, and the top side was already dry. That's crazy. Um, worked in the track, worked in the track. They went out there for the first round of practice. They had to put water on the track. They got the street sweeper out to you know knock the marbles up the racetrack, and we had a great race. It started off like not going to be very good, and then the line got wider. I'll give credit to Morgan Mishler for making the wider line because <laughs> – Dude, that guy goes up to the high line no matter what. He King finds a way around. Line. King of the high line. It's impressive. High, wi- high wide, and handsome. It yeah, it's is very impressive. impressive. And it's fun to watch, man. I'm telling you. like, you know, It's what gets me going. It's what gets me going in half the singles races at half the time when you're just like, what the hell's? Where's Mishler? Oh, he's climbing. Where, where's he going? Oh, oh he's going. He's oh, the there he goes. When's he going to do it? The, like, it gets bot, me excited. The, man. The bike starts smoking with about a lap to go. It made it across the finish line, and then it really started smoking. But I think he might have been able to win. He's uh, He was definitely there. He was a factor, and uh, he almost won it. <laughs> Maxwell, though, got the win. It was, it was a fun race to watch, and uh, definitely I think if he, if he can have one of those bikes hold on for, for him, he might he might actually get one of these wins here soon. Um Cody says he's got an air fence magnet on his bike, um, which is not evidently so, which is not false. Um, yeah, uh, so yeah, no, it was fun to watch that for sure. Uh, there was some uh, good racing in the production twins class, too, huh? Corey earned that victory, he he, did? he rode his butt off. Yep, he he had there was competition up there the whole way, and he got up there when he got into the lead, he didn't let go of it. Danny S looked, looked really good. He says in, in one of his interviews that he got let go from one of his rides or his ride, which we had on not too long ago. Yeah. Uh, found this ride. It was a one-off deal. I'm hearing rumors he might be on something else oh, wow. at the next race. So we'll have to wait and see. But uh, Danny rode really hard. It was his birthday. Uh, he turned 35, and he got up there, got on the podium. Uh, but it's solid race. And then in the Super Twins, that one was really good too. Uh, I want to back up before we talk about Super Twins main. In the Mission Challenge, which is like the Dash for Cash, Sammy Halbert kissed the back straightaway wall mm. on the white flag lap, did not even come across the checkered flag, pulled off and went into the pits. Next thing I know, they were parked not too far from where I was announcing from. Next thing I know, they were loaded up and gone. Uh, he did make it home. Uh, hopefully, it's nothing major. But for Sammy Halbert to pack up and leave, it's got to be pretty, uh, you know, he had to be hurting pretty bad. So uh, hopefully, Sammy's all right. Uh, we Good thing for him is he's got a couple weeks off, and then we got Oklahoma City. Yeah. He, now, let's pass. Go ahead. No, no, you're good. You're good. 
I was going to say, let's fast forward to the main event. What a race that was. We had five riders battling for the top spot. Looked like Meese got in there a little bit too deep going into turns one and two. And then sometimes he hit something and it stood him straight up. And he hit Brandon's back tire and put Robinson down. Robinson, I think, would have won that night mm-hmm. uh, if that wouldn't have happened. He had, he had it figured out. He was coming to the front. He went down, did a 360, which was the best thing that could have happened to him. But it tweaked his right knee. Um, it, it was interesting to watch that unfold because he got into the back of that little buggy where the you know where the paramedics were taking him back towards the ambulance, and he's like, "No," he got pointing to the to the hot and the cold box. They pulled off the track. Next thing you know, here he comes on the track. The crowd went nuts, and they took him on over to uh, to his motorcycle. He got on a backup bike, which is legal now, and started the back and worked his way up all the way up to fourth and. To me, that's already the ride of the year. Um, that one stands out. He he's hurting. His right knee is hurting pretty bad. I'm sure. Hopefully, it's hopefully it's nothing serious. Hopefully, he'll be fine and good to go for Oklahoma City. The good news is he can ride hurt. He had one broken ankle, then he had another broken foot last year, and we saw him win the season finale. So if anybody can do it, B Rob can do it. I got a got a good question from Tim with uh, uh, in regards to Jammer and B Rob there. In your opinion, race at incident or reckless short track riding on a half mile? Um, my opinion. Putting you on the what spot. It's worth, putting you on the that's, spot. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, my opinion, it wasn't reckless. I think I think Jared did get in there a little bit too deep. He got on the brakes, and then I think when you get on the brakes like that in the middle of turns one and two, it upsets your suspension a little bit. And then I think he hit something with his front wheel or front tire. And it kind of almost stood him upright, and he went into Brandon's back toe. I don't think it was Jared's intention. Obviously, not his intention, because it could have been catastrophic for both of them. Yeah, heck of a heck of a ride by both of them. To you know, like I said, Brandon Robinson just spun a 360. Jared somehow stayed on two wheels. So I don't think it was intentional. I don't think it was dirty riding. I think Jared just got in there a little bit too hot and made the best out of a what could have been a really it could have been catastrophic. Absolutely, yeah. Luckily, that B Rob was able to get up and compete in the race. So, uh, so yeah, I'm with you, dude. He was he was strong early and and did win that mission yep. challenge. So he did have something figured out there for sure. Absolutely, and I guess Meese was a question mark going in because you know he he made one or two laps at Atlanta. He looked decent at Texas, but we only got a few laps in. Qualified second, and then he finished up in third. So. I think these next two weeks off are going to be good for Jared Meese. I don't expect to see him at, at you know any more racing until we get to Oklahoma City. I think that's good for Jared's left knee. Hopefully, he'll be all right. One, uh, one more thing. I got to get this in yeah. here. Jared freaking Vanderkoy. Yes. Yes. I knew you were going to get to place, it. Dude, like, second place, back to back. I'm telling you. Back to back. He's going to get that win. He's getting a win here. This this year, He's I'm gonna call closer. it. I'm not gonna shave I'm my sure, head or anything, but like I'm calling it. I'm sure he can taste it. He's getting there. Yeah, you know, but he's gotta he's gotta knock off the guys that keep winning. He's yeah. gotta knock off, you know, Briar now up on top of the box. Jared Robinson, his good buddy Robinson, mm-hmm. of course. JD, we knew it was gonna be tough at Atlanta at the Super TT with all the pavement and the right handers, but he was right there, second, second. Um, I'm not sure how he feels about Oklahoma City, but. He's, I think he's going to win one this year, too. I, I really do. I, he, I do think he's going to get on top of that box before the end of the year, and I can't wait to see it. Um, yeah, it's good. good race due. overall. Good good racing overall in, uh, in Joliet, for due. sure. 
One, one more thing before we get into this week's episode. We have a new patron. I'd like to say thanks to Ted Ellis for coming on board. Um, we have some stuff being made right now as we speak yep. to our, our veteran patrons. And we'll get that out to you as soon as we can. We're waiting to get it in our hands. And we'll get that to you. But uh, thanks to all the patrons for making this happen. Uh, we, we couldn't be you know doing it without you guys. I mean, we have, but it was expensive coming out of our pockets. <laughs> but we just really appreciate it. Absolutely. So you want to get into this week's episode then? I'm excited for this one. I, Me too. I honestly, honestly, I don't know how this guy, I'm just going to say this guy at this second right now, I don't know how he got involved in our sport. Yeah. I don't know if, if I, I don't know the backstory. I've known this guy for forever. I, I don't know if you could put a timeline on forever, but I, it feels <laughs> like I've known him my whole life, which is not true, obviously. I've known this guy forever. I know his, his late brother and his late nephew also. So we're talking about Daryl Brentlinger. Uh, he he's a he's a great guy. He always will make time out of his day to come say hi to you, shake your hand, give you a hug, uh, rap on you a little bit, and then he gets back to work. He's one of the hardest guys, hardest working guys in the pits. And I've been wanting to tell his story a little bit. We talked to Dale uh, last weekend, which is another one of the tech officials. So we're kind of giving some behind the scenes introducing you folks to some guys that you might not know of because they're behind the scenes to some of the race fans unless you're in the pits and then you know you definitely know these guys so yeah. uh, i can't wait to to get into this one yeah it's pretty cool to to give a little perspective and, and peek into these folks lives to people who don't get to to meet people and you couldn't have picked two better people to uh to introduce uh folks to as well uh dale was a great interview last week and uh look really looking forward myself to to hearing daryl's story because i I do only kind of know uh the the interactions i've had and they've been brief at the track with him so um and i know it's somebody we both wanted to have on for a while so really looking forward to this interview and uh you doing your thing here in a second you want to give him a shout let's do it all right scotty daryl yeah are, are you screening your calls or what? No, I don't know. My phone didn't ring, buddy. <laughs> uh huh. Uh huh. It's always my fault. Uh huh. Hey, I haven't yeah. I haven't seen you since Friday night when we thought it was going to rain out there in, in Joliet. Did you make it home all right? Absolutely. Did you Did you stop and buy some more stuff on the way home? No. No. No <laughs> shopping. No nothing. We just had a good time. My wife yeah. drives me, and I just sit and navigate. I. I didn't know she was your chauffeur. All the time. Man, how, how can I get one of those? Well, you could probably hire her if the money was right. <laughs> she's not going to leave your side. Come on now. We know the truth. No. Yeah, I know. She's, she's a good old gal. Yeah, well, I sure had fun uh, eating dinner. I think what we ate dinner two nights in a row, Thursday night and Friday night, since we rained out at uh, at Steve's race. But uh, it was cool to hang out with you guys and and get the gang back together. And uh, I sure had fun uh, having dinner with you guys. Uh, we we I had a blast too. It uh, means a lot to me to be able to uh, you know uh, socialize with you guys, other than just at the racetrack and and that's it it's 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 nice to be friends off the track and and uh be able to enjoy each other's company absolutely i don't think we get enough time to do that i mean i've stayed at your house before and we got to go do an ice race and stuff like that but you know race day 
it's busy time for both of us. And I don't, I don't even think I got to see you at all on Saturday. So, uh, you know, Thursday night and Friday night are the, the things that keep me going to the races too, to, uh, you know, get to hang out with my buddies and, and catch up on things. Yeah. Well, we, we, we got a little bit of time to do that, but not enough. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I appreciate you coming on the podcast. I, I just really want people to know more about you and, and I'm, I'm, anxious to learn too because honestly daryl i know about you know when i was racing you and your brother were there and then after i quit racing and started announcing you and your brother and tyler were there but i don't know how you guys got started so i'm gonna go all the way back so the first question i have for you is where were you born i was born in west virginia but i, what the, I only what? spent one night there <laughs> they kicked you out night. <laughs> yeah, well, we yeah. we didn't even didn't even make it to the hospital. Um my uh parents were down shopping uh for Christmas and my mother was from there. Um she had her water break and they ran her to the clinic and no nurses, no nothing. My grandma and my dad delivered Dave. Uh but when my wow. dad found out I was coming. Um, my mom said she can remember hearing him hit the floor. He passed so, out. Yep. <laughs> Man, I didn't know that. So, so Dave was just a little bit older. Did did they not know that you were that 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 your mom that your mom was going to have twins, or was it a surprise? Yeah, it was a surprise. They had they had no idea. They they had already had Dave's name picked, and uh, you know uh, nothing with me. So I was a surprise. Um, uh, it's, it's kind of funny. You, you, uh, bring that up because I have a picture that hangs here in my hutch in my kitchen or my dining room here. That's got my grandma and grandpa holding me and Dave mm -hmm. and she had knitted, she had homemade a, a blanket to bring Dave home in. Uh, and it was just big enough for the both of us. So, uh, um, we, yeah, we we uh, were together. I mean, we we were together till till the minute that he died. Yeah, that's amazing. I, I love the story of you and your brother. Um, so you were born in West Virginia, but basically you grew up in Ohio, and that's where you that's where you consider home. Uh, Columbus, Ohio, and I'll be here till I'll be here till the day they put me on. The, I'm going nowhere. That's right. I mean, you've traveled everywhere across the great land, the great United States, and Ohio, Ohio is definitely home for you. Absolutely. I can't wait to get back home. <laughs> Man, I, I, I'm from South Dakota. I live in Oklahoma, and sometimes I could care less if I came back here. So, I mean, <laughs> if, if, if my daughter wasn't here, I don't think I would be coming back here. That's for sure. So, uh, did you, you grew up right there in Columbus, and that's where you're at now, right? Yes, I've been here all all my life, um, and then we start. You know, we got to start traveling when we took this job on in uh, 1996, and been traveling ever since. My goodness! So let's back up. I want to I want to put it in reverse just for a second. How in the world did two guys, two twins from Ohio, from Columbus, Ohio, even get interested in motorcycles? Well, my dad, uh, back in the 60s, my dad rode uh, Harley-Davidson. There was a, a, Har a Harley shop here in uh, Columbus, 
uh, it was called Best Brother Cycles, and um, my dad's best friend, his name was Charlie. They hung out together. They went to all the races, uh, dirt track races together. Well, dirt track back then, flat track now. I I can't say dirt track anymore, and I'm having a real hard time breaking that. But yep. it's still dirt track to me. But um, they traveled all over, and when we got old enough to ride on the back of my dad's Harley, uh, he was taking me and Dave to some of the races. And then, of course, uh, the charity Newsy uh, Ohio National was here in Columbus, and we didn't miss one for 20 years. Uh, my dad actually kind of worked the races like we did. Uh, he was, uh, you know, would show for the bikes out onto the racetrack uh, for the riders. And uh, it just kind of stuck with us. And, um, you know, we have been interested ever since. So why flat track? I mean, was that just because that's where your dad took you or was that your choice? Uh, well, it was, it was, my dad took us, um, and believe it or not, the all time hero is number 52, Ronnie roll. Okay. And we, we used to come home, uh, from school and we'd, get on our bicycles and there was four of us. I had, there was uh, me and Dave and Tony and Tim, my brothers. And we would argue who was Ronnie Rawl, who's going to be Ronnie Rawl on the bicycle. <laughs> and, um, so it just, it went that way. My dad, you know, my dad rode for years and years. Um, and then, um, believe it or not, I, I, I will tell you a real quick one. Uh, Dave and myself, after we graduated from high school, we went out and we bought our first motorcycles and we bought 400 Kawasaki's. We had to hide them for seven months from my mom <laughs> because my mom said there was no way that her kids were going to be riding motorcycles or anything. So we had to hide these motorcycles. And basically what happened, um, where we were hiding them was at Dave's girlfriend's house and they had a garage that was dilapidated the city decides to tell them that they're going to have to tear the garage down because it was you know it was a nuisance and it was you know something was going to happen so i had broke my foot playing football and um the only guy i could get to go ride my motorcycle home was my dad and boy what a big surprise it was for uh, my mom and dad to know that me and david had motorcycles for a year <laughs> did, did you get grounded did you get in trouble no, um, but the first time uh, I can remember the first time taking it out of the garage, mm -hmm. uh, my mom had come through. Um, I had just, uh, we had started work at General Motors, and um, I was 18 years old. Whip bought my first Corvette, great car. It's always what I wanted, and uh, but we had the motorcycles, and we decided we were going to ride one day, and I got ready to go out of the garage, and she come out all mad and hollering and screaming, and she stuck a broomstick in the front wheel and knocked all the spokes out of the front wheel so I couldn't go. <laughs> but she had begged me. She said she'd fill my tank up in my car if I if I wouldn't ride that motorcycle. And I said, no, nope, I bought the motorcycle to ride, and that's what I'm going to do. But, but you know, uh, unfortunately, I didn't get to go out because it didn't have no spokes left in it. <laughs> Not that day, anyway. So, mm -hmm. do you remember going? Do you remember going to your first flat track race? Um, 
Yeah. I mean, it was like uh, 1967, 68. Uh, and we went to them. Um, it was funny. My mom would, you know, me and Dave were the twins. And we had to, she, she dressed us alike when we went to the bike races. Uh, you know, me and Dave had, had uh, uh, little clothes. We had little shorts on and matching shirts. And we had the little Harley hats. And, and you know, that was our attire going to to the bike races. And, and uh, uh, it, was, uh, it was a lot of fun. And it just it stuck with us, you know. And, and I was very, very fortunate in those days to see the greats. Um, you know, there was, uh, George Roeder was still racing, uh, Bart Markle, mm-hmm. uh, it was, uh, Ronnie Rawl, which, you know, was my favorite. Um, there was, um, Gary Nixon, which was greatest, you know, one of the greatest of all time. Um, and you know, we saw the greats, absolutely saw the greats. So was very fortunate, very fortunate. Yeah, and then from there on, after you started working, you saw even more greats, and you became friends with them. And we'll we'll get into that here in just a little bit. What is your favorite race that you have been to as a spectator? Maybe even before you started working the races, maybe during while you're working at the races. Do you have one specific race that's your favorite? Uh, well, I like um, I like Springfield. Um, I, I can remember, uh, you know, the first race that we got over there to work. Uh, you know, when we first started, um, um, they put us on, we were kind of a part-time gig, uh, no pay, no nothing. It was just, uh, doing, uh, surveys and all it gets was end of the race, but that was enough for us. And boy, did the flame get lit up that time, you know, after that happened and, and, uh, but we had never been to Springfield, um, been to Lima and, and, uh, you know, we'd done the race here in Columbus and, uh, and we, we had gone back in the day, had gone to, uh, uh, over in Pennsylvania and, and some, you know, kind of local races with my dad, but, uh, uh, Springfield mile is, 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 uh, it just, I mean, it chills you just telling people about it and, and mm-hmm. it, it's my favorite now. And my brother's was, he loved Lima. He thought there was nothing like Lima. Oh, I think I'm going I'm to agree with both of you because, you know, mile racing at Springfield is incredible. But at Lima on the half mile, when you can't follow anybody and you got to find your, uh, you know, the fast way around the racetrack, there's nothing like that either. So I'm going to agree with both of you. How's that? Absolutely. You started in, with with what it was AMA Pro Racing back then. Is that correct? Or was it just AMA? It was AMA Pro. Uh, okay. They were in uh, Westerville. And then they moved to Pickerington, and there was a little gal that worked uh, at the office there. Her name was Carrie Gunderman, and then there was Dee White. Mm-hmm. Um, she called us up one day and said, hey, you know, do you guys want to do this for us? Uh, we need somebody to do surveys, and, you know, there's no money in it or anything, but um, uh, it'll get you to go to the races. And I said, absolutely. Uh, and back then, we were, you know, we weren't riding Harleys yet. We were on uh, – uh, Japanese bikes and, and whatever. And, and, uh, but a motorcycle was a motorcycle to us and we didn't care what it was. Um, but we started doing the surveys, uh, and we went to West Virginia to, um, uh, Parkersburg and we worked the race down there. They asked us if we could help them tear down and, you know, get the trailer loaded up. But, and back then it was just a little trailer in a van. Um, 
And uh, so we helped them do that. And from then on, it was, you know, we were going to start working every weekend. And uh, Bruce Berber was the uh, race director at that time. And uh, I guess we, he took a shine to us. And he had asked us, hey, how would you guys like to do this, you know, every race? And we're going to pay you. And, and I said, absolutely. Uh, uh, man, where can you get paid and go watch? great athletes and, and, and the most exciting sport in the world, uh, and get paid for it. So, uh, it's, it's been that way ever since. And, and that's still the same thought that I have. Uh, and, and it's just, it's amazing when they hit the racetrack, it's, it's totally different. So you, you've done a little bit of everything. You said you started off by having them fill out surveys. What was your official title or what was your job duties when you first got paid, it sounds like now you're going there, you're unloading the truck and loading the truck, but what else did you do that, you know, in the early days? Well, my wife, uh, at the time we weren't married, but she came up a nickname with it. Uh, she called us the cabana boys because we <laughs> started doing banners and, uh, that's what we did. We did all the signage and, and, uh, you know, uh, everything that, that, race officials at that time you know if they needed help whatever we did whatever we could do um we did that for one season and and i guess bruce i have to thank bruce bover because he's probably the the one most person that was responsible for uh for this happening for me uh, uh for hiring me but he hired me as the truck driver and i drove the semi for 15 years. Um, but it was, uh, I became Stu, uh, everybody, uh, the girls, uh, my wife and, and my friend, Nick, his wife, uh, decided that my nickname was Stu because I was, uh, Stuart. So Stu was my nickname. All right, Stu. So now you're driving the truck. Uh, I know there's, when you get to the semi, there's a lot more stuff involved in unloading and, and setting up tech. Um, hours and hours of work and most of the time we come in we set up in one day we race and we go we tear down and we go on down the road like the traveling circus um doesn't it ever get old or didn't it ever get old to you absolutely not absolutely okay. not i was traveling i traveled with my my two best friends were with me all the time um um you know i i i have to thank my wife because she let us do, she let me do it. Uh, I was gone. I mean, I was gone a lot. Uh, I didn't have any kids. So, uh, you know, that kind of helped, but, uh, you know, she put up with it for me to travel and, and everything else. And, and, uh, uh, I wouldn't have, uh, wouldn't have had it any other way. So you got to drive the toter home a little bit too. I know you drove the semi and then the toter home. And I know Dale Jones had hopped in there with you. And I, I heard this one story that, you guys were going from somewhere like maybe South Dakota, maybe Sturgis head out west to maybe catch the West Coast swing, and you guys switched drivers, and somehow you went three hours th down the road the wrong way. Tell me that story. Well, it wasn't three hours. It was 300 miles. Oh, geez. Man, that's even further. <laughs> well, I, I, had, I had another really good friend that was on the truck with us, uh, Kevin Snyder. Um, uh -huh. Kevin means a lot to me. Um, 
he he's a special friend uh and you may ask me later we may get into it later why but um um he was uh driving with us uh we he was driving kind of through the night i had drove for 13 hours whatever we were going actually going to arizona and um i had picked these guys up in in iowa uh, and we were going to do a race in Iowa, and it got rained out. Uh, so we headed up, and we headed west. But we had stopped to get fuel. Um, I want to say it was somewhere maybe in Wyoming. We stopped and got fuel, and uh, Kevin said, I've had enough. Uh, of course, it was only two hours, but <laughs> he had had enough driving, and I had just got to lay down for a little bit. But I yeah, I climb in, I go, and whatever. And, and we drove about three, you know, well, we drove probably yeah, close to three hours, three and a half hours. And, um, Eddie Atkins calls me on the phone and wanted to know why I was going the direction I was going. I, I, I guess I was going East instead of West. And he said, well, we're supposed to be going West. And I said, well, this is the way these guys put me. And so when they all turned around and, and come out into the wash, it was, we, we turned around, started back and everything else. And we had to stop at the same exit where I filled up and we run a whole tank of fuel out of the truck and we had to stop at the same uh, place to fill up. And, and, you know, and that was the story. Dale won't let me live it down. Um, you know, I, I know. I, I, I've heard it a couple times now. It's still hilarious. Well, he um, he likes to he likes to do that. But let me tell you, when you ride with Dale, um, he'll get lost three or four times only going four miles down the road. So he can't. He don't have no. He's got no excuse for you know for uh, for why we went the wrong way. I think I think the funniest part of it is you had to stop and get gas at the same place you just filled up and and. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the the best part. So, yeah, I, and, love... and the, the the killer about that was was turning in the gas, uh, uh, you know, the Receipt. gas receipts. Yeah. and it yeah. was at the same place, the same day, only you know eight hours later, you know, three hundred some miles later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and they did ask me, well, why did you fill up at the same place? Well, <laughs> this is the reason why, and yeah, and it's been it's been a it's been a laugh. Um, you know, ever since, uh, oh my gosh, Tyler had a, Tyler was with us. He had a fit over it. Um, and he just, you know, he, he never let me live it down either. So yeah, it was, uh, something, it's something to always laugh about, you know, I, oh, I yeah. could go on and on with, with, uh, being on that truck, uh, being on it with Dale, being on it with, with Kevin, Kevin was, uh, was, was really cool to travel with. He traveled a couple of times with us and, and it was cool. You know, he, uh, um, um, you know, like I said, he's a, he's special to me for a reason, him and his wife. And, and, uh, uh, uh I enjoyed, you know, uh, his travels with him, but the Dave and Tyler, it was just, uh, um, it was a trip every time we, we had no idea, uh, what was happening, what was going to happen or anything else, but we made, always made the best of it. And we was always together. So it didn't matter what happened. So you brought up Kevin Snyder a couple of times. Uh, elaborate. Why is he such a special friend? Tell me more. Well, um, 
Yeah, though I have always got along really well with Kim. We, you know, we've had a, a very friendly relationship. But uh, the night that that uh, we had our car accident, um, you know, back in 2014, um, Kevin, we had actually stayed that weekend. Uh, we had drove over and we stopped in Peoria. We spent the night with him, and then we got up the next day and we went to Knoxville. And Kevin, you know, went with us uh, and everything. His wife uh, drove over later, but Kevin went with us. Uh, we had a little birthday. They had a, a special little birthday party because Tyler, uh, somehow it always lucked out that we were on the road and, and it was always his birthday. So, you know, it was a kind of treat. We got to do a birthday party for him always, uh, you know, while we were on the road. And, and that was always a lot of fun. But uh, they did a special cookout and a party. Um, and then we got up the next morning and went down. Um, but Kevin and, and Angie actually came to the hospital, um, after we had had this accident and they were there, uh, and they stayed with me until Jeannie got, you know, to the hospital. And, um, that's, you know, very special to me. And that's, that's friendship. And, uh, there's nothing that you can take away from that. So. They're, they're, you know, they were very special to me, and they still are. Absolutely. Uh, you know, Dave and Tyler will be missed, and I'm sure they're missed every day by you and, and a lot of other people. Uh, Tyler, what I thought was really cool is he was really too young to be in the pits, but the AMA made him an honorary junior member of the Blue Crew, and I always thought that was really cool because he did a lot of stuff. He helped out everybody, and like we talked this last weekend, he had a photo photographic memory so he could remember stuff, and, and he always got stuff done. But I just really always thought that it was cool that, that he was an honorary member of the Blue Crew, you know? Yeah, well, um, there again, I have to thank Bruce. Uh, you know, he knew going into hiring myself and Dave that – uh, basically it was, it was all three of us or it was, it was nothing. And, and, uh, and they, you know, they dealt with that. Uh, AMA was, was absolutely, uh, great with it. Um, and, you know, uh, I thank them very much for being able to, uh, to have that opportunity because, uh, you know, now, uh, with, with everything that's happened, um, uh, gosh, I've, I've, I've got nothing but great memories and, and, uh, and my lifetime with them. So, uh, you know, I, I, I have to thank them and, and Bruce, Bruce was, uh, a big part of that for us. And, and, uh, and I thank him for that. Yeah. So what I've also noticed, you know, probably more recent than, than, than before is you have Dave's credential you take with, you know, it's, it's on your, your, your credential with you. Uh, is, is Tyler's too, or did I just miss that? But I know, I know Dave's always with you. Uh, Dave and Tyler both. Okay, um, I don't good. go, I don't go anywhere. They, uh, they made them, uh, they made a credential for me. Um, and, uh, Dan Johnson at the time was our, uh, race manager. Um, uh, when they came to the funeral, um, you know, he, uh, gave credential and uh, I've been carrying it ever since. And, and I don't go to, I don't go to any race, um, any race whatsoever without their credentials. Um, you know, they just, uh, they were a big part of this for me and, uh, and everything else. And, and uh, you know, um, they earned that right. And, and, and I'm giving it to them. There you go. I noticed you also paint on the ground. You know, you, you, you're the assistant, I guess you could say you're the stager, but 
um, on the ground by the finish line somewhere, you always put T-A-B and D-A-B, right? That's their initials? Yeah, yeah, I do like a cross. Uh, I haven't done it for a little while because it's, uh, you know, we've, we, I have actually gone to honor some other folks. Um, and, you know, I thought, well, you know, it's, it's time. And um, I've got it actually tattooed on the inside of my forearm. And, um, uh, you know, I, um, I look at it, you know, every, every national anthem and, and everything else, uh, uh, they're on my mind. Um, it's they're, they're on my mind practically 24 hours a day. Um, and, and, and luckily enough for me, uh, there's no disappointments or, or, uh, I, uh, no upset. I, I don't get upset. It's anything else. Um, it's, it's, you know, uh, just nothing but great thoughts about them and, and whatever. And, and I'm still being able to share it with them. And, and, uh, you know, it's 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 very fortunate to be able to, I guess, communicate somehow with them and uh, know they're there. So yeah, so we're, cool. We're still all together. There you go. It's so cool. So I, I I don't get to see you all during race day. You know, I know you get there and you still help set up and and tech is is a big part of it. But then you sit in the kind of like the side of tech. So when the bikes come through tech. You are hollering on the radio for these riders to bring their helmets, their gloves, and their leathers through tech. Now, um, tell the folks what you're looking for when, when they come through tech, just when they come to your little station. Okay. Well, basically, uh, you know, what we do is uh, I check to make sure that the helmets, uh, you know, got the right um, sticker on it for, you know, for our year. Um, I check to see basically uh, – what the year is in the helmet because they can't wear a helmet that's uh, over five years old. So we, you know, we look at the manufacturer date on the helmet. Um, uh, you know, basically look inside to see if there's any uh, cracks in in, uh, in the uh, molding inside. You know, the foam where maybe the helmets hit the ground and and it's and it's not safe. But uh, we check uh, uniforms and. You know, before um, it was, we just checked to make sure patches were where they were supposed to be. Uh, leathers were in good shape. Their numbers were on the, uh, or their names were on the back of their uh, leathers, whatever, um, and uh, that they were legal. Uh, but, you know, this year, uh, 2021, everyone in the paddock area that are riders, uh, you know, they must wear air suits. And so basically now uh, we take the time to be able to uh, check the uniform, make sure that the airbag is working. Uh, uh, you know, I've had guys question me. Uh, this weekend was really rough because they, well, we checked them last week. We checked them last week. You know, well, you know, when those things are deployed, um, they don't do much good if they're, if they've been deployed and they're not working. So, you know, we have to make sure that that leather has not been deployed and that is a working leather and that if they would happen to go down, that that airbag is going to, you know, keep them safe. Uh, I have to check gloves to make sure that they're not wearing nylon gloves. Uh, you know, they have to be CE approved. Um, we really want everybody wearing leather gloves uh, uh, for injuries, but 
you know, they've been pretty good about it and everything else. Um, um, other than, you know, the questions, why, why, why? Mm-hmm. And I, I, I really want to say this, that if they would just try to understand that this is for their good, mm-hmm. this is for their safety, this is for them not to get hurt, and this is why we do it. And I just wish that they could please understand that it's going to continue and uh, whether they don't like it or not, uh, it's going to continue. So please like it and, and, and uh, just agree with us because this is what we do. And, and uh, fellows, it's all, it's all on you. You know, this is, this is to help you, not us. So right. Right. Just, it's safety, safety, safety. And that's, that's very important to us. Absolutely. The safeties came such a long ways. I remember, you know, when I was racing, there wasn't even air fence and now we got air fence, you know, covering most of the guardrails and, and the dangerous spots and, and the airbag suits, the, the gloves. You know, I, I remember racing in motocross gloves. Well, you slide down to the Springfield mile, you put your hand down, you're going to go right through those gloves. And, and I wasn't smart enough or didn't want to spend the money on leather gloves. And it's definitely worth spending the extra money just to be safe. I mean, I'm, I'm right there with you, and, and I don't know why people complain about it until they get hurt, and then they're thinking, oh, why, did, why wasn't I wearing the, the proper gear? You know. So I love the, the direction they're going with all the safety equipment. I like that it's mandatory for the new airbag suits. Oh, absolutely. It's, um, uh, if, you, if you probably stop and look uh, from two years ago, uh, from the Super Tens last year, and then now making it mandatory for everybody, uh, injuries are way down. Uh, as far as you know, your your upper body, uh, your shoulder, uh, you know, your spinal, um, it's it's definitely been definitely been a, uh, an improvement. And and the whole thing about it is, is every year these suits get better, they get better, they get better. And, um, you know, it's, 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 it's only going to get better. So, you know, this is, this is for them and, and, uh, you know, uh, God bless them all. I, I don't, I don't want to see anybody hurt. I hate seeing somebody hit the ground. I, uh, when, when this races start and they go through the first turn, I'm like, everybody stay up, everybody stay up, yeah. you know? Um, uh-huh. cause I don't want, I don't like to see people hit the ground. Um, it, it, it hurts. Yeah. So. Uh, you know these air these air suits, man. They've uh, you know they've made a, a a huge you know a huge improvement in 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 our paddock, and and uh, it's only going to get better. Absolutely. So after you check all the airbags, and then you know Raymond's out there on the track being the uh, assistant uh, flag man. But then after you check, you know the airbag suits and everything's good. When the racing starts, you go out to the start finish line and you become the assistant flag man. And you also stage the bikes up to the starting line. Is that all that you do down there? Or is there, is there something I'm missing that I, I want to give you credit for? Well, uh, you know, basically it's, it's a, uh, uh, a setup day. And then, you know, Saturday morning it's, uh, you know, it's go time. Um, you know, we say we get everything set up and help everybody out. we got a great, absolutely fantastic crew and everybody works so good together and, uh, you know, somebody gets a little busy, uh, uh, everybody picks one another up and, and off we go and, uh, got, there's no arguments. I mean, we don't argue. We don't, uh, there's none of that. There's no bickering whatsoever. 
in our in our area, um, you know, I'm I I still consider us Blue Crew. Um, mm-hmm. I've always wanted to go back to blue shirts, but there's a reason for that, and and uh, I'm not going to go into that. <laughs> but uh, uh, you know, it's it's a special group, um, and and we all work so good together, um, and and you know, we just after we get started, you know, we start tech. Then we go to, you know, basically go into uh, qualifying and everything. And I go to, I go to staging to help stage out on the track. And then once uh, semi start, I head out to the start finish and, and, um, uh, you know, do my thing and get races in and hope they're going to be great. Like they were this weekend. Uh, we had three fantastic races this weekend and, mm-hmm. and hopefully it continues the rest of the season. Uh, and, and it, you know, we get some close racing like we did, um, and, and, and just move on. It's, it's, you know, it's awesome. So I've been to your house and, and a few, a few other people that I've been, you know, that I know in, in the race community stop and stay at your house and stuff like that. And you took me down to your basement and I think you've got the, uh, the coolest collection of goodies. I'll say goodies. Cause they're from not only the races, but they're from Harley Davidson. They're from Honda you know they're from all over the place tell me uh, tell me what is your favorite thing that you've ever gotten from from the races actually the things that i cherish the most um and and i don't want to sound like a broken record or anything but i have a couple of helmets uh down there that dave and tyler would set up at night and do uh decal he raced a little bit when we were able to race uh, Springfield and a couple other little races here and there. Um, but he would set up, they would set up till four or five o'clock in the morning and do vinyl and cut stuff and do helmets and, and everything else. Um, but, uh, there is, uh, a couple of his helmets down there. And, and my deal is, is when people come to my house, um, I like taking them and showing them. Um, I think probably, the best thing that I have is Tyler's very first AMA blue crew shirt mm. and his little jacket. Um, it hangs, hangs in the, I have a bar, um, not a working bar, but it's, it's, it's my man. It's my man place. Um, mm-hmm. half of the side is, 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 uh, old race stuff. The other side, as, as everybody knows that, that, that knows me, that I'm a huge Ohio state football fan and the other side is all football stuff but but i have uh the race stuff just i'm a junkie and and (laughs) just a just a a business card of some sort um um if it if it means something to me i pick it up and i keep it and somehow i just i put it on display i i just i love the stuff um the memorabilia is is uh uh, you know, it's great for me, and and um, uh, I like going down, looking at it, and sharing it with people. So, but the, I, it, it has to be Tyler's Tyler's work shirt. His, okay. it's it's uh, I can I can go down and put my hands on it and 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 smile and and think of you know when he put it on and 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 the and the fun we had. Uh, so it's pretty good to me. 
Yeah, I, I love your collection, and I've got a pretty decent collection too. And when you come for the Oklahoma City Mile, I have to come have you come over here and, and take a look around. But I've got the helmet that you gave me at that New York race. It was Tyler's uh, motorcycle superstore helmet. I've got it on the top of my uh, helmet case right now. It's going to be in a special pace place here before too much longer. I just got to figure out where exactly I want. I still have it in the bag you gave it to me, and I appreciate you uh, sharing some of your memories with with Tyler. And uh, that th- that thing's never leaving my possession ever. Well, it it couldn't have gone to a better person. Um, I just I have to say, and I, and I just want to throw this in real quick to you. Uh, the first time that we met you guys, actually met you uh, personally, was uh, Pomona, and you and Doug Stewart were doing a live mm-hmm. uh, simulcast, and. Um, you guys asked Dave to come in and, and talk to you. And I looked all over the place for Dave. I was on the radio. <laughs> Dave Brettlinger, Dave Brettlinger. Uh, and back then, you either heard Daryl or Dave. Daryl or Dave. So I went to, I went to answer to both because a lot of times Dave wouldn't answer. But he was in the truck with you guys. And yeah. um, I'll never forget that he – got on there and told Tyler how much he loved him and missed him. It was only two races. That was, there was only two races that he missed with us. And that was one of them. Wow. Uh, and for whatever he better do is he better be at the airport when we got back home. To meet us. <laughs> and, uh, uh, you know, that was, uh, that was pretty special. That, that, that was, uh, a, a great, you know, a great moment, uh, for Dave and, and and everything else and and uh, you know that that's a special moment for me still so i have to thank you for that that was cool that was awesome that that's was that's cool. great i don't think i i don't think i ever heard you tell me that story and i appreciate you sharing it um yeah. one thing one thing you collect also besides race memorabilia and ohio state stuff is you've got a couple collections you got tennis shoes and you got sunglasses where did your obsession with those two particular items come from? Well, the sunglasses is just uh, the sunglasses deal was um, I don't know kind of a few years, um, and this goes back to the eighties, uh, and this was before we started working. Uh, it was when Oakley first came out. We had a little shop here. Uh, it was called Iron Pony. Um, now they have a huge shop now, which is a uh, a shop online uh, superstore, one of the largest in the country. But uh, I can remember it was like just a little corner store. We would go in there and and we bought these Oakleys. Uh, they were called Razors, and I still have them. Um, <laughs> I still have two or three pair of those. Uh, but, you know, from then on, it was like, hey, we're going to the races, man. You know, we're on motorcycles. we got to wear cool glasses and cool glasses and, <laughs> and everything else. Well, 700 pair later, um, <laughs> I, uh, you know, I have <laughs> – I've got a, a pretty good collection. Um, the shoes, that was a Tyler deal. So, okay. uh, you know, he – every Saturday morning, we would get up and, you know, he would have to have a pair of shoes and – and um, it was it, it, this was the conversation was always, hey, let's go look for some shoes. Um, Daryl, you can pay half. And my dad said he'd pay half. So 
I bought half a Tyler shoes. Um, you know, I was uh, very fortunate that I got, that I I got to help raise him, and and uh, uh, he was a very special kid. And and uh, uh, you know, I I he was like my son, and and you know, he would always say how lucky he was to be able to have two dads, and uh, it was just uh, he was just that kind of kid with that. Uh, but he had to have the coolest stuff, um, especially going to the racetrack. And all the kid, all the young boys, you know, the 450 guys, uh, they couldn't wait to get to the racetrack um, to find out what kind of shoes and what kind of glasses Tyler was wearing. Uh-huh. And they come looking for him. <laughs> uh, they would come looking for him. So, uh, you know, it just kind of – it was something that the three of us uh, shared and – uh, you know, we would just go do whatever, uh, we'd go somewhere, we'd find something we want, boom, you know, we'd, we'd yep. get it and, and go. So, but, but the, <laughs> the, yeah, the sunglasses has been a, been a, a, an ongoing thing and, and the shoes and the shoes. My wife, first thing my wife does when people come in is take them over to the closet to show them, you know, 400 pair of shoes, uh, stuck in the closet. So yeah, yep. so, yeah. Well, one more thing I want people to know about you is you have nine dogs. They're all females, <laughs> and they all get along, and they all sleep with you and your wife. I mean, what what's going on with that? Well, um, we we got our first one, um, and she was pretty special to us. Uh, uh, but, you know, we got to the point where, you know, we thought she needed a play partner, so we – went and we got another one and uh she grew up and it was like oh god we need another puppy so it went to another one and went to another one and um it it's it's uh you know it just kind of stuck that way but we had we had three um babies when when we had uh, had the car accident and um the thing was with back then um Gosh, for the longest time, uh, for over a year, uh, I was in, I was in pretty, you know, pretty bad shape physically and, and mentally uh, also. I mean, I, I just, uh, every day was a bad day for me and, and, uh, I struggled with my health. Um, I struggled being away from the races. Um, and, uh, it just, uh, it was taking a toll on me, but the nice thing about having these girls was, they knew when I was having a bad day and they knew they could bring me out of it and they would, um, you know, it was, it was just one of those things. And, and it was very, it's been very special to me. So the more the merrier for me, um, <laughs> you know, once, once I stop racing, uh, I don't know, I may get another nine. I, I don't know, but, uh, <laughs> they're just, they're just, um, so lovable. Um, and, and unconditional love from them, the looks in their eyes, uh, once you come home, oh my gosh, they, they just, uh, they don't, uh, they just don't stop. You know, it's just, um, it, it's amazing. Um, it's nice to see folks that, that be able to travel with their dogs that come to the track. I, I make over them all because I, I think, I think dogs are, uh, you know, a wonderful companion for humans. And, and, uh, if, if their dog can give them just, a tiny bit of satisfaction that, that mine has uh, mm-hmm. through through bad times and good times. Um, God bless them all for having them. 
That's awesome. I didn't know the backstory on that, so that's that's good to hear. Um, after the accident and after we lost your brother and your nephew, uh, the coolest thing I think that AMA, uh, AMA Pro Racing, now AFT did, is we do the Brentlinger Award of Excellence. And that award is so special to so many people in the paddock area. Yeah, uh, and it is to me, too. Um, you know, I thought maybe after a little while it would it would go away, but no, it hasn't. And, uh, you know, it's been some, some, some really good folks that, uh, that's, uh, you know, that has gotten that, that award. Uh, there's an awful lot of good folks that hasn't got that award, uh, and, and deserve it, but, you know, you can only give one of them and, and, uh, but it's very special to me. And, uh, uh, it's an honor to be able to, you know, uh, it's, it's an honor to be able to, to, uh, share that with, with everybody in that paddock. It's, it's really something. Yeah, it's awesome. I love watching, you know, I think that the crowd's more, you know, at the banquets, they're more excited to see who's going to get that than anything else because we already know who's going to get all the other stuff. If you can add the math (laughs) together, you know who went the furthest, you know who won the championship. What we don't know is who is going to get the the award, you know, the Brentling Award of Excellence. And I I love watching the crowd, and and I think it's really cool that they're still still honoring, uh, you know, your brother and and your nephew. You've been doing this an awful long time, Daryl, and, and I know you've built a lot of really good, you know, friendships. You've stayed with a lot of different people. Um, who do you think's the the the? I, I got to say, like the coolest person that you get to go stay with is is there? Can you even single somebody out or or name a few people that you really enjoy get to getting to spend time with? Well, um, it, I, I've um, I've I've really like um, hanging out with Dale. Um, you know, he's, he's over in Iowa and me and him have this, you know, we have this, uh, uh, little quarrel that goes back and forth because he thinks Ohio state is cheaters. And so it's, it's, you know, we go back and forth and back and forth and, and, and whatever. But, uh, uh, I, I really enjoy staying with, uh, with Dale. Uh, I'm going to get to stay with some really cool people when we go to Oklahoma and I can't hardly wait for that. And you yeah. know who that is. So, yeah. Grant, uh, that's, Graham and Pop, they are so excited. That's special. They're going to be special. Yeah, be special. They're so excited. But, uh, you know, I stayed with I stayed with Rick Tibbetts some. I stayed with Steve uh, Moorhead. Uh, Steve was – Steve's always a treat to stay with because uh, you never know <laughs> – you never know what's <laughs> going to happen with uh, with him. Uh-huh. He, he – um, I, I, if, if I have a chance, I want to tell you – a little story and it'll be quick. Uh, we went over there one night and Lori, his wife had a great Dane, uh, and the great Dane's name was Shalimar. And, um, so we went over to Steve's house over the weekend and just, just to hang out. And we went to a Mexican restaurant and, uh, I had a couple beers, but I think Steve was, uh, was drinking uh, margaritas and, uh, we went back to the house and, and, um, we, we all started to go to bed. So we got Steve up to put him to bed and, uh, he went to bed. But when I went in to get to bed with Jeannie, I tried to crawl into bed and <laughs> there was a big lump in the side of the bed. 
And Jeannie was already asleep. She didn't even know it. So I go in and pull the covers back. And I said, Steve, get out of there. You're in the wrong bed. You're in the wrong bed. Well, it wasn't Steve. It was Shalimar's dog. So we finally get Shalimar out of bed. And I lay down with Jeannie. And, of course, Shalimar decides she wants to jump back into bed with us. And she did. And she stayed all night and slept all night between us, uh, between, you know, between both of us in the, in the bed. But, but I thought it was Steve. And, and I, you know, I just, I, I'm laughing. I'm thinking, God, how did, you know, I got to get him out of bed and whatever. And, and, you know, I thought it was him until I uncovered it. I mean, yeah. it was Shalimar. That's awesome. So, <laughs> Good thing you like dogs. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, I love them. I, I love them. I, I'm, I try to talk people into letting me take them back to the hotel with me to, you know, so so I can snuggle up with them because I miss mine. <laughs> of course, nobody will let me. Nobody will let me have them. But right, right. Well, I think we could talk for hours, and and I have so many stories. I'm sure I'm gonna have to have you back on because I want to hear some more stories. But we're already at the end of this episode, and it's time for Graham's question. That's how we usually will wrap things up with Graham's question, then some rapid fire questions, but. She wanted me to tell you that AFT races without Daryl would not be normal. She wants to know where does your energy come from? Because she said she watches you and she watched you especially this last weekend. And she said you exhausted her and she's sitting on the couch. Well, um, I, I think that I get a lot of, of that energy from, from those two, um, those two heroes of mine. And, I, I remember when I came, when I came back, I said, you know, uh, these two pair of shoes, I, there's no way I could ever fill them. And, um, uh, basically I've done the best I could and I've tried and I've tried and, and, you know, I think maybe that's, you know, what it is. I'm, I'm in their shoes and I'm doing, you know, work for them too. So, so, uh, basically that's where it comes from. Okay. I dig it. I'm sure Graham's going to love that. Uh, now it's time for rapid fire questions. I know you've ridden motorcycles since you were a kid. Uh, rapid fire question number one: What's the favorite, your favorite bike that you've ever ridden? I got to ride one of Eddie Atkins XR 750s. Really? And that was a that was a thrill for me. Uh, yeah, we uh, we were up at his house in Winchester, Virginia, and he brought one of his bikes out, and uh, very strange. It was very strange because everything's opposite than, mm-hmm. you know, what you normally ride. And when you've never been on one of them, it's kind of tricky. But that was a bit, that was a huge thrill for me. I, I can't, I can't even imagine. I mean, I know I've warmed a couple of them up. I never, ever got to race one of the XR 750s and, and I wish I would have uh, probably never will, but uh, man, that you're lucky. That is awesome. Um, what is your favorite racetrack? It could be watching. It could be working. It could be, it could be MotoGP. Do you have a favorite racetrack? My favorite racetrack that we, that we have done is Scioto Downs here in, in Columbus. Why, why is that? I love this place. Tell tell me, tell me more. It's a show place and it's, it's a track that you, you know, you have to ride. Uh, uh, it's, it's pea gravel, um, or limestone, whatever you want to call it. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, we had a couple races there and, and what we got to race was, was, was just absolutely killer. Um, uh, but it was just that atmosphere being in, 
you know, being in the, the barns uh, where the guys were pitted in the horse barns and, and, uh, and everything else, it was just, and being home, you know, it was a home track, uh, mm-hmm. kind of responsible for, uh, you know, getting the race here and, and the success of it, uh, was, was really a thrill. Uh, and, and that has to be it. Now, favorite race. You already know what that is. So Spring, Springfield mile. Yep. Gotcha. Yeah. Absolutely. So I, I, I think I know the next, next one too. I think you already hit on this one, but uh, go ahead and tell us one more time. Who's your favorite flat tracker of all time? Uh, my favorite, my favorite flat tracker of all time is, is definitely Ronnie Roll. Okay. He was my hero. Love it. Love it. So we, we threw this one in here just especially for you. So what do you think of, or what do you think of people who say, Oh, yo. There you go. <laughs> All right. Just want to make sure we we got that covered. Um, fa- favorite favorite person to go bench racing with? I, I, I like uh, I like doing it with Dale because we get to see. Uh, you know, we, uh, he does a lot of video when we're in the motel and we watch uh, a lot of it. And and he has a lot of the you know the, the races back in the nineties and and uh, and everything else. Uh, you know, I mean the heyday. In our heyday, uh, I mean, I I have got to see the greatest, absolutely greatest motorcycle racers of all time, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, it's it's it really you can put them in you can put them in a ball hat and shake them around, and a number could fall out, and I'm not going to be disappointed by what number falls out because uh, there's so many that that you know have thrilled. Uh, and, and it's just, it, you know, it's amazing. And what's really amazing is that I have became friends with all of them and, and I know them personal. Uh, and I mean, that's the greatest, the greatest, uh, thing in the world. My, my dad got to travel with us a little bit and he was like a kid in the candy store, uh, <laughs> when he got on the, on that truck. And when we do this again, I, you know, I, I would I want to share a, a little story with you uh, once once we do something again uh, about one night we traveled. So all right, but all right. Uh, it was it's it's you know it's been it has been absolutely awesome for me. Uh, you know, even with uh, uh, even with the tragedy and 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 not only my tragedy, but the tragedy that we have all shared. Uh, in the in the 25 years uh, uh, that I've done this, and this is my 25th uh, season, and uh, all the tragedies, uh, I have really got to, to to have a special friend in Mark Muth, um, and we communicate well. Uh, a very special special uh, friendship with him, um, and and you know, it's 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 part of the game. Um, and, and that's what I tell people with, with our accident, Hey, you know, it's, it's part of the game. You go racing and you take chances and, and, uh, things happen and, and, you know, this is life and, and this is, this is what we have to deal with. So I'm just part of that. I'm, I'm sure glad that Mark is still coming to the racetrack. I know he's helping Jesse Janish for a little while. I was worried that when Jesse stopped coming, that, that he would stop, but he's actually been helping out Morgan Mishler, uh, you know, lately. And I'm glad Mark's still coming to the races. Oh, me too. Me too. He, he, um, you know, uh, I, I have a, a, a special thing for him. He, he, he finds me or I find him, but 
but more so because I'm so busy. He always comes to be able to find me and, and we can shake a hand and share a hug and, and, um, oh my gosh, that, that's, uh, that means the world to me. Absolutely yep. means the world to me. Absolutely. Got a couple more questions left here in rapid fire. So this one we kind of ask sometimes we, we, we don't sometimes, but as a, as a tech official, when you're heading out to the races, you have to bring your what? What is one thing that you have to take to the races with you? My rule book. All right. I like that answer. Here, here's the next next one is uh, you can answer for any of the three classes, or you can answer three different for each class if you want, but who's the next first-time champion? Uh, well, I think that um, – I, I, I think in the, in the singles um, – Max, um, Max Whale. Max Whale. Yep. Yes. Uh, I think, I think he's earning his way, you know, super twins. It's man. I don't know. Super twins is rough because, uh, you know, you've got two or three guys that, 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 uh, you know, are kind of dominating this, uh, kind of, I thought Sammy Halbert was, you know, going to do a breakthrough, but with his injury this weekend, uh, uh, you know, that kind of put a, you know, put a shadow on that, but, uh, uh, I would say that Bauman's uh, going to uh, Briars, you know, probably going to continue, uh, and then in that uh, uh, the uh, production twins, um, man, that's a toss up. That's a toss up for me. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's why we race them every week so we can find out and answer those questions. But uh, yeah. last question, last question, we borrow this one from Dave Despain. Uh, what are you most proud of? Um, I, I think that, that, uh, I'm, I'm most proud of, of, of being able to, uh, stay with this so long, uh, and, and meet so many people that, uh, you know, uh, don't care where you come from or, or anything else. Uh, you know, we came from no flat track background other than going to Washington and, uh, be able to, to go see the greatest athletes in the world and they are they're they are the toughest sobs that that uh that walk you know that walk uh fall off get get up get back on a motorcycle and go and and uh would would probably go if motorcycle would go but you know a lot of times motorcycle gets torn up and they can't continue but but uh it's it's you know it's just been a, a huge absolutely huge treat for me and and what a life! I, I I have no disappointments, no disappointments whatsoever. In you know, in the last 25 years, and I want to thank first and foremost my wife for putting up with this, and and uh, I have to thank Bruce Bober and Steve Moorhead. They've been a, a huge part of this for me, and from the beginning. And and uh, if it weren't for for them, uh, you know, probably probably would have never come aboard or. And been able to to do the things that I've I've done uh, in the last 25 years. I gotta I gotta give them a special thanks. Awesome. We appreciate you uh, stopping by the podcast, and uh, we'll see you at Oklahoma City. And I can't wait to hang out with you, and you get to spend time with Graham and Paul, and and uh, see see what's happening here in Oklahoma City. And and we'll see you real soon. All right, buddy. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. I love it. Is, is that your new favorite one? 
Uh, yeah, dude, that's totally. You knew I was gonna say. That. Uh, you knew I was gonna say that. What was it? The Cabaner Boys? Is that was? Is the, that... Ca- the, the Cabaner Boys, because they'd hang up all the banners at all the races. Uh, I love it, dude. That, that had me rolling, dude. The whole the whole next five minutes, I didn't hear anything because I yeah. was laughing so. Hard. Yeah. Oh yeah, man, yeah. like I knew that, that was, was great. Gonna, I knew that was gonna be a good one, man, and I was definitely not disappointed. That that was nonstop and like. I think we could talk to him for another four hours and just like be get yep. story amazing he, stories. So we got to have him back on eventually for sure. Absolutely. I, I had to ask him about the story about driving. I thought it was three hours the wrong way, but it was 300, 300 miles the wrong way. 300 miles. <laughs> and, then, and then going back and getting gas at the same gas station, that put the icing on the cake. How do you, that was so funny. How do you not realize before 300 miles? Though? That's what. I don't, I don't know. I guess you're too busy talking to the guy sitting beside you. Man, but. that is crazy. That's good stuff. No, and <laughs> I would always say, like, most of my conversations with Daryl at the track are about our Nikes. Like, seriously. Yeah? Like, that was, like, the first thing, because I'd be standing on the start-finish line, and he'd be like, those are nice shoes for a dirt track. And I'd be like, yeah, I don't, I'm a dumbass. Exactly. I don't know what's going on here yet, and I haven't figured it out. And he's like, no, I like it. Exactly. He's like, He's, exactly. he's, a, he's a definitely a sneakerhead. So we bonded on that because yep. I've never been a sneakerhead, but at that moment I was definitely a sneakerhead because the girl worked at Nike at that point. So, um, yep. so yep. I was getting a few here and there. Um, but yeah, so uh, so yeah, we definitely bonded <laughs> at first there. But I love Daryl. Always have. I actually just literally sat and talked to him for like thirty minutes, forty five minutes at, at uh, Lima a couple weeks back when we were there for okay for that All event. Right. So. Always good to catch up with him at the track, and uh, I told him I was like, "It's only a matter of time. You got to come on our podcast." And here we are, less than a month later. I love it getting him on. Yeah. So him what, and Daryl back to back. How about that? Yeah. One one story I did not share that uh, I, I should have, but I know Daryl knows this story is Tyler. Back then, before the accident, I was doing opening ceremonies, and I was down there on the podium. Well, T Bird is what we called Tyler. T Bird would go around and get all my riders and bring the riders, make sure the riders were at my podium because I, w- I wanted to physically see them before I started opening ceremonies. And so he had a great memory, but usually I'd write it down on a piece of paper. I'd keep my, my notes and I'd hand it to him and he, he'd take off and he'd go make sure they were all there. And I always appreciated it. I knew he would take care of that for me. And the last race at Knoxville, Iowa before the accident, he actually got smart and took a picture of my sheet of paper with his phone so we didn't have to write the list twice. And he went and made sure everybody's there. So oh, T-Bird, uh, uh, you know, very special people to me. I've got his helmet. i got Tyler's helmet right up there. It's on top of my helmet case right now. Still in the bag, still in the bell helmet bag that, that uh, they gave it to me. And, uh, man, great people. Um, I've met some of the greatest people in the world, and it's all because of flat track motorcycle racing and and. Daryl's just another one to add to that list, and of course Dave was too, and Tyler. Yeah, these are super special to have. I mean, it's 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 pretty awesome when people like Daryl give us a time and, and tell us their stories and uh, give us a little insight into their lives, and you know, to have him and Dale back to back. That's good stuff. Yep, it was cool. I appreciate Daryl's time. Uh, I know he's a busy guy. He's got nine dogs, he's got his wife, and he likes to have fun and likes <laughs> to go shopping and stuff like that. So it it was cool. Uh, it was cool to have him on. Yeah, dude, we'll uh, we'll get to hang out some more. It sounds like in Oklahoma City here in a, a couple of weeks. So yep. looking forward to yep. that. Um, also got a confirmation that I have my days off, so we're gonna be booking some flights here tonight Uh-oh. or tomorrow. So you better do stay it. Stay tuned so. for more information on that, folks. Uh, yeah. But yeah, 
We're gonna have All some right. fun here. What do you got? Couple weeks. You, you're going to Denver this weekend, right? You got Denver. Thunder Mountain. Thunder. Yeah. What do they call it? Thunder Valley. Thunder, Thunder Mountain. What do they call it? Thunder Valley. Thunder Valley. You know, Thunder Valley's Lakewood. Peoria. Tell tell them to change their name. Thunder Valley. Which one Peoria. was first? It's got to be Peoria first, right? Peoria has been around for 150 years. Yeah, Thunder Valley has been. Around. I'm exaggerating a little, but yeah, we'll have fun there. It's still beautiful think... out there, so. Oh yeah, yep. I got Terre Haute on Saturday night for a Steve Nace All AMA All Star race, yes. and then going on up to uh, Elkhorn, Wisconsin, for a race on Sunday. These folks reached out to me on Instagram and. It just worked out with my schedule, and I'm gonna go check that place out. It's a, it's a, actually a pea gravel half mile yeah. in Elkhorn, Wisconsin. So I'm looking forward to that one. And then I'm probably gonna stick around in Wisconsin for a few days. Hmm. 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 We'll leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. Hmm. I better take my recording devices with me. You definitely should do that. We should. Maybe we'll do a live version somewhere. Ooh. We can do it. You said we. You said we. Hmm. All right, buddy. All right. Well, have fun in Denver. Yeah. Thanks to all of our listeners. Yeah. Thanks to all our followers. Smash yeah. that like button. Thanks to all the questions. Yes. Tim, that was a great question. Uh, yes. That was my just my two cents on that incident. There's always going to be stuff like that. I though. agree I mean, with this statement, too. What does it say? 100%. It could have probably been made cleaner later in the race. It could have been. Yeah. But, you know, but. you can't. With those guys, when their adrenaline's flowing, you mm-hmm. can't let that guy go in front of you. You can't let them get too far in front of you. When there's a pack of five that there was, every inch matters. Especially with the speed that B Rod had earlier in the night. You know, if once well, he got and, pulled away, he was gone. Right? Like he never and caught it. Bronson. Bronson looked good all day, too. Dude, he was on the pole what, for like, the main no, event. Like, I didn't hear... I mean, you were caught talking about it here, like, here and there, but I don't... Like, that, was, to me, right. was the story of the day. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I may be a little partial. Yeah, no, it was good. It was good. It was um, good. It was good. No, it's good stuff. All right, man. Well, smash that like button. Tell all your friends. We yep. love all of our... All of our listeners, all of our followers, all of our patrons, especially. Absolutely. And uh, thanks again to our new patron, Ted Ellis. Uh, we said this before uh, earlier when we were live to our patrons only, but uh, happy anniversary to Grandpa. That was on Tuesday. And uh, 73 years. I don't know how you guys do it, but you're amazing people. And I'm so lucky that, uh, that you're my grandma and Pa. That she loved flat track racing because that's why I'm involved. Started with Pa. There you go. I love it. Good stuff, man. 188 in the can. Uh, do it again next week. Let's do it. Let's do it next week. All right. We'll do it. I'm out. All right. See you guys later. Peace. Bye. CC and SD. CC and SD. Hollywood bringing you the flat track hits every single week. Party people. Damn. Smooth, smooth.